topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host and their guests and not those of W4CS Radio, its employees, or affiliates. W4CS makes no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening to the Cancer Support Network on W4CS.com. Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Welcome to Five to Thrive Live. I am Carolyn Gazella. I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Dr. Lise Ulschuler. Happy New Year, Lise. Happy New Year, Carolyn. How's Ah. 2018 treating you so far? Great. I have to say I am feeling uh, very positive. I had a a wonderful holiday. Did you you know it was really a, a nice couple of weeks for me? How about you? Yeah, I did an unusual thing. I hardly worked at all. I know, which was great. Because <laughs> then that great. meant I could take some time off. <laughs> yeah, it was really, I think it's good, you know, and every time I started to get a little of that nagging guilt, I remember that I'm going to be more efficient and productive the longer I can stay away. So exactly. it worked out. So far, so good. We'll see how it turns out as everybody starts getting back into things. But Yes, I know. But it was good. It was good to recharge batteries and, and be with, I know that you are with friends and family and loved ones. And I have to tell you that that just is, that's my favorite time. That's my favorite part of this time of year is I, I really make an effort to make time for the people that I love and care about. And that's just so important. It's such a great reminder that we need to do that all year long. Absolutely. So important. I mean, that's really the spirit of the holidays. So good for you for doing that. Good for yes. me for doing that. Hopefully others had the opportunity to do that as well. Absolutely. I know, you know, holidays generally are a time of joy and happiness. They can be a little rough on some people too. So for those of you struggling over the holidays, our hearts go out to you as well. Absolutely. I've been, I've definitely been there. Um, so yeah, so tonight uh, we have a really Uh, fun topic. We're going to be talking about creating new and long-lasting healthy habits. But before we begin, we'd like to remind you that you can find all of our past shows online at iHeartRadio. Just go to iHeart.com and search for Five to Thrive Live and you will find us. I love that people can listen to all of our past shows and they're all there at iHeart.com. That's so awesome. You can also find our shows on our website at iThrivePlan.com. That's iThrivePlan.com. Indeed. And we're going to start off our new year with a big thank you to our sponsors because without our sponsors, we would not be here. And we really just are so happy to be partnered with Cognizant Citicoline, Cetria Glutathione, and of course, the iThrive Plan. We appreciate our sponsors. 
Absolutely. You know what? Check out the website. The Cognizant Citicoline and Cetria Glutathione folks have been with us since day one. We love those products. I, I take those products. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely check those out. So Lise, did you know that surveys indicate that less than 10% of people who make a New Year's resolution actually feel that they're successful, less than 10%. Now, why do you think so many people have difficulty sticking with their New Year's resolution? Oh, I can hear you. There you go. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I did hear you. We had a little technical uh, glitch there. <laughs> that was weird. You know what the technical glitch was now that I think about it? I leaned on my on my headset uh, mute button for my speakers, which I didn't even know I had. So <laughs> I couldn't hear a thing. Sorry about that. Do you know what we Personal call that? Personal error. <laughs> I was just going to say we call that user error. So, <laughs> so anyway. Um, Where were you? I, why do you think people have difficulty uh, sticking with their New Year's resolutions? That's where I was. Oh, well, I think this is a good question. And actually, so it's true. I guess the assumption behind the question is most people do, in fact, fail at keeping their news, New Year's resolution for as long as they intend to keep it. And, you know, I think most people fail in their uh, resolutions because there's something about the resolution that doesn't inspire them to the depth that they need to be inspired so that they retain their motivation and discipline. Because, you know, the reality is, is that most of us make resolutions that will require us to discipline ourselves in some new way. And the only way we're going to be successful at that is if we're really inspired about the end game, the end goal. So I, th I think the inspiration is kind of the key to this. Without that, I don't think there's much chance. What do you yeah. think? Well, you know, I would agree. I, you know, it's it, people, I don't think, a, a, another way to say that is they're, they're, not, they're not truly connected to their motivation in terms to, to make the change. But I would add something even a little bit more practical to that. I think oftentimes people have unrealistic uh, resolutions or goals. They're too big, too much. They're not specific. And then they just try hard, but then it just becomes too overwhelming. And then they say, oh, gosh, I'm not going to be able to do this. And come February or March, they're they're done. Um, so I think I think that there's going to be a lot of great things that come throughout this show, talking about how you can in fact stick with your goals and your resolutions, and and that's really what our our purpose is uh, for the show tonight, right, Lise? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think by the way that sort of um, maybe biting off a bit more than we can chew phenomenon is uh, partly at, at play here. And uh, I think, too, another thing I would add to that and maybe what sometimes tends to create that situation is when people make a resolution when they're in a time of doing something that's really not where they want what they want to do. For example, a lot of us make our resolutions in the midst of the holidays where we're typically eating a lot more than we eat, we're not on a regular exercise program, so we kind of feel bad about ourselves and out of that place we make these grandiose resolutions which doesn't end up being sometimes compatible with our day-to-day -day life, so perhaps there's a little bit of that too. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree and 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 maybe 
but deep down, we're just not ready. I think that we have to be ready uh, to tackle uh, our goals, and I think that that's another factor as well. And as I said, we're gonna we're gonna be provided throughout the entire show. We're gonna be providing you with tips and tricks to stick with your healthy habits uh, in the coming new year. But right now, it is time for our first break. When we come back. We're going to get down to business and talk about how we can actually create some resolutions that stick. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Attention all cancer survivors. Are you ready to thrive? Hello, I'm Dr. Lee Sal-Schuler. And I'm Carolyn Gazella, and we are the creators of the new iThrive Cancer Survivor Online Wellness Plan. iThrive creates an individualized wellness plan specifically based on your health needs. We focus on five key areas to improve your health. Diet, movement, environment, rejuvenation, and spirit. After completing a short survey, an individualized iThrive plan will be created just for you. Your plan will contain recommended, interactive, interesting, and innovative action steps in these five key areas of lifestyle. The iThrive plan will help you to recover from cancer treatment, reduce your risk of recurrence, and to achieve optimal wellness. In other words, it will help you thrive. For more information about the iThrive plan, visit www.ithriveplan.com. That's ithriveplan.com. Check it out today and receive a special time-limited offer. Visit www.ithriveplan.com today. It's time to thrive, everyone. We are constantly being bombarded by toxins in the air we breathe, water we drink, and even the foods we eat. So what's the answer? Glutathione. It's inside every cell in your body and protects you from the damage of oxidative stress and toxins. There's a special patented form of glutathione that is superior called Cetria. Cetria is pure, vegetarian, and allergen-free. Help replenish your body's reserves of this very important nutrient, detoxified a natural way. Visit cetriaglutathione.com. That's cetriaglutathione.com. Carolyn Gazella, and tonight, Lise and I are talking about New Year's resolutions. And Lise, you know, I guess I have an overarching view of this topic, as I'm, I'm sure that you do too. And my view about New Year's resolutions is that, you know, it's a great time, this time of year, to just stop, pause, and hit the reset button. But my feeling is that we ne- we shouldn't necessarily just do it once um, and once at this time of year. I I feel that this is, you know, it's a journey. Um, It's an ongoing process that, that, uh, you know, it should happen throughout the year. Um, And I think that that's another reason why resolutions 
may fail and they may not stick is we're not looking at them. We're looking at it as more like a, a sprint versus the marathon that it should be. You know, I think we need to look at this as something that is ongoing. It's a process. Uh, it requires time and patience and support from our friends and our loved ones. Um, so I think that, um, that's that's really one of the things that I try to focus on is um, when I want to change a behavior, it, it doesn't necessarily have to happen on January 1st, you know, it doesn't have to happen uh, in January, um, it can it can happen any time, and I should really be open to, open to that process and having it happen any time, and I think by reframing that, that helps me think of behavior change in in more of a broader perspective as it relates to my lifestyle and just you know changing um, you know how how I live my life. So I, I'm just curious. Do you have uh, philosophies or a philosophy associated with New Year's resolutions, or is it just me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. And <clears throat> but before I share mine, I'd like to comment on yours, which is to say that I think you're right, first of all, that it is a marathon, not a sprint. I think the challenge is, though, that with any resolution that implies that you're bringing some new something into your life, new behavior, new attitude, whatever you're wanting, you're resolving to do is something you're not currently doing. And so I think even though it is a marathon, it does come in little spurts or it needs that injection of motivation that's pretty consistent. So your point about getting your family and your friends and loved ones involved is really important. And I think the other thing to do is to come when the, with the resolution, there needs to be some sort of um, self cheerleading that can be kind of plugged in on a regular basis as well. You know, otherwise we might over the year, over that marathon, lose track of the finish line, essentially. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the cheerleading aspect and and uh, you know that's really critical. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. All right, good. Well, yeah. So my um, overarching idea about resolutions is really the attitude behind them, and I think that it's really important that the resolution is based on values. So no matter what the behavior is that we desire to change, that it needs to come from a place. Of value, and specifically, I think it needs to come from a place of compassion and kindness. So, for example, if somebody says, Gosh, you know, my resolution is to uh, give up sugar, and the reason, and then sort of, you know, if they really sit and think about it and journal about it and reflect upon that, they realize that that's coming from a place of being unhappy with our with their body and you know being disgruntled with the with the way that they fit in their pants or whatever that that isn't really coming from a place that's going to sustain the resolution as opposed to say same resolution I'm going to give up sugar but it's coming from a place of love I'm going to give up sugar because I love my health and I value who I am in the world and I want to do that with more energy you know etc so I think the value that starts the resolution or that's behind it is really important wow and that is a really great point and I could not agree more so I'm yeah I'm I'm on board with you Lise Good. Well, we're very agreeable so far yeah. in 2018. <laughs> well, it's early in the year, so. Oh, that's true. Well, we could resolve to maintain our agreeable nature with one another. Okay, let's try that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. 
<laughs> Excellent. See, we're just doing it in spades. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, you know, I, what I would like to talk about now are the five constructs of the I Thrive plan and then apply our, our philosophies regarding resolutions to those five categories, which would be diet, movement, environment, rejuvenation, and spirit. Do you like that plan, Lise? I like it. Wow, we're agreeing again. <laughs> it's a theme. <laughs> nice. Okay, so um, how about if I go first and let's talk about um, diet? Okay, and let's talk about these. I I think the 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 philosophy of the I Thrive Plan really bodes well with this topic because the I Thrive Plan takes small steps. We take small bites to help people achieve their goals and their strategies associated in all five key areas. But that's the key, just small uh, bites. Um, So when it comes to diet, I would like to use your example of sugar, if I could. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we we do know that sugar uh, can contribute to obesity and insulin resistance and that uh, eating too much sugar uh, can, in fact, increase our risk of uh, certain illnesses, including cancer. Um, so having that be our motivation, as you mentioned, is great. So if I were to tackle this um, issue, I would first, uh, I would be very specific. I would identify the, sh- the sugar sources that I have in my diet presently. And then I would identify a goal. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, okay, I'm going to cut out all sugar. Uh, that's where I was talking about in the beginning that that's unrealistic. It's too big. It's too much. And, um, it just would not be any fun. Um, so I would identify a goal. I would say, okay, well, I want to reduce my sugar intake by 30% or 50. I want to cut it in half or something. I would identify a goal and then I would tie that back to my sugar sources. So let's say, for example, I have sugar in my coffee, which I don't, but what if I did? And let's say I had a teaspoon, I would maybe cut that down to a half a teaspoon. Um, So you can kind of get the picture. Let's say I was a soda drinker um, and I had a soda every day. I would have my goal be, okay, I'm going to have only three sodas in a week. So you kind of um, get the picture of what I'm, what I'm trying to say. You know, it, I could use another example of drinking water. So this is actually a personal goal that I had in 2017. I wanted to increase my intake of water. But if I say that in very general terms, oh, I want to drink more water, that's definitely not specific enough. Um, So I want to say, okay, well, I want to increase my water intake. I want to double it to um, 80 ounces a day, which actually was my goal. So that still is very specific, but now I need to look at how I'm going to do that. I happen to love ice cold water. So I got this cool thermos that keeps my water cold. It, that thermos could be sitting in the car in 90 degrees weather, and my thermos of, of water would still be cold. So I got this cool thermos. It's exactly 20 ounces. So I know I have to drink four of those during the course of a day. And that helped me achieve my goal of drinking more water. So, so I think you understand what I'm saying. Be specific, take small steps, and then set yourself up for success. And that's just two uh, areas of uh, diet. And, and, you know, first of all, Lise, what do you think about my 
strategies here. And, and what would you like to tell your patients when it comes to focusing on diet and taking small steps associated with their dietary habits? Yeah, well, I think that's the key right there is small steps. And I love how you broke that down, that example, into really these baby steps, which is really how we make change. And um, the other thing I would add is the concept of piggybacking, right? So you, if you were having trouble implementing your nice ice-cold water, you might want to then add to that that every time you sit down at your desk, the first thing you do after you sit down is take a sip of water. And every time you, you know, walk, get up from your desk, take a sip of water so that you piggyback it onto existing activities. I think that's a really effective strategy as well. Perfect. Great, great idea. Uh, and I guess, the other, you know, I think the other thing that people often, diets are really popular at this time of year and people are really motivated at least for a little while to try to, to lose weight through dieting. And um, dieting is very difficult uh, for any of us. <laughs> and I think it reminds me of a quote, actually, by Gandhi. And he had this quote where he said, if physical fasting is not accompanied by mental fasting, it is bound to end in hypocrisy and disaster. And it's a very strong quote. And clearly, dieting is not necessarily fasting. But I think it brings up for me a couple of key things. One is that when we, this goes back to sort of my original point about resolutions need to be value-based. So if we intend to lose weight, simply losing weight or restricting calories in some way, maybe not to the extent of fasting, but restricting calories without some sort of mental and emotional, spiritual uh, change, then, you know, we're just really not going to be successful. So I think, again, for people who are interested in trying to lose weight and to say restrict caloric intake to some extent in addition to using what you mentioned which is you know break it down into just small manageable bits maybe it's just 200 calories less a day or a week or whatever seems reasonable to you piggybacking piggybacking that onto other habits and then i think the other thing is to really do some pretty serious introspection at the beginning of this and to say, well, with this restriction in calories, what else am I going to create or what other opportunity am I going to make from this? You know, can I, when I start to feel hungry, can it be a time for me to close my eyes, take a few deep breaths and remember you know, all the vitality I do have in this world or remember what my true purpose is on this planet or something that's more significant and much bigger than our physical body. So I guess that's kind of along the lines of what I would suggest. Yes, and I like that because you're connecting the mind to the body. And I think that that is definitely going to uh, magnify success uh, when you do that for sure. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, yes. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? The good thing about that too is even if one is not su as successful in meeting their goals as, as they would have hoped, you know, in the timeline that they set out for themselves, if they've married that um, dieting or whatever with that mental and emotional, spiritual exercise, then they're going to end up at that time point really feeling better about themselves anyway. So mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it's going to be beneficial no matter what. Yes, I agree. So, so let's tackle movement ne uh, next. Okay. Well, you know, when it comes to movement, um, I actually have a New Year's resolution for my for movement for me this year, and um, I exercise daily, so it's you know not something that I needed to necessarily do, but I really enjoy um, 
bicycling, but I don't necessarily give myself the opportunity to do that every week. And I also discover, rediscovered on a recent trip to Australia that I do actually enjoy running if I don't have to run too fast or too far <laughs> or too often. <laughs> so uh, my, my goal is to, I want to incorporate into my exercise routine. I want to ride my bicycle at least once a week and, and run at least once a week for my daily exercise. And uh, so it's really just changing my activities. But for me, it's, it's helpful because it's going to get me outside. It's going to, uh, you know, take my exercise up a notch because those are both pretty strenuous for me with the way I do them. And so um, that's kind of what I came up with. And I have to say that with this goal, you know, I've already hinted at that not only am I adding uh, physical strenuousness to my exertions, but I'm getting outside. So there's a secondary goal for me, which is, you know, I walk mm. my dog outside every day, but now I'm going to also spend some time outside exercising. I enjoy these activities so that this is going to be something that's going to give me some pleasure and some happiness. So it's not going to be drudgery and it's challenging for myself. So I'm also looking forward to the challenge. So, uh, and you know, it's not too unreasonable. I figure once a week, since I'm already spending the time exercising is something I can do. So it's a little bit of a bite size might be a little bigger than, you know, I'm going to be able to stick to, but we'll see. I think, I think I can manage it. I think you can too. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, what about you? Do you have any fitness goals for yourself this year? Um, I do, as a matter of fact. And, you know, when it comes to fitness, just in general, uh, people can have goals associated with increasing their frequency or increasing the intensity, or they can do both. And when you do either of those or both, you're, you're gonna, um, your, your health is going to benefit a lot. Um, so the one goal I have, as you know, Lise, I, I uh, discovered CrossFit, and I'm not like a hardcore CrossFitter by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a little too old for that. But I do my own little modified CrossFit, and I um, work out with weights, and I do work out with kettlebells. So one of the things I want to do is I want to increase uh, the weight, the amount. So right now I have a 15 pound kettlebell and I want to go up to 18 pounds and then I have eight pound free weights and I want to go up to maybe 10 or 12 depending on. And I would like to also um, in t uh, increase the frequency associated with that, uh, with those weights. So that is one of my goals. Um, mm -hmm. And the other, the other goal that I have is kind of like you. One of the things that I absolutely love, love, love to do is hike. Mm -hmm. I love being out in nature with the dogs, but it just doesn't matter. If I can be out in nature and I, and I live in a, the beautiful state of Colorado. Um, and surprisingly, I do not hike as much as I would like. So my goal is to um, hike more uh, in the new year. And that, again, is going to, you know, if I can get out even for an hour-long hike, uh, at least once a week, that is going to be great for my mental health as well as my, my physical health. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Now, how about... Wait, wait, wait. Before you go on, I just want to comment that yay for you. I'm totally excited that you're going to get out hiking because not only are you going to enjoy it, but you're way more agreeable after you've been outside hiking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. My my mood is just <laughs> smooth as I, I, I was being cheeky, <laughs> but no, I am very happy for you. It's a great, great goal. And hopefully I can do some of that hiking with you when yes. I come visit. 
Absolutely. So before the break, Lise, let's just tackle environment really quickly. What is a good goal? Like when you're talking to your patients and they're, and when we're talking about environment, you know, our external environment influences our internal environmental health. What, what's a simple, small step that you have them take? Well, yeah, so quick. This is actually, to me, a really critical thing, and especially in my practice, because I feel that um, we've talked on the show about nature deficit disorder and the importance of being in nature. Now, there are a lot more aspects to an environment than just exploring and appreciating nature, but I want to focus on that for a moment because I feel that that's absolutely integral to people's health and well-being. Uh, I would go so far as to say that the health of our natural world is actually critical to our very survival at this point and that this is the legacy that we have the opportunity to create or not. So I think anything and everything we can do to appreciate nature is really important. And so it just really, it comes down to for each person finding one thing that they just cherish in nature and making an agreement with themselves to interact with that one thing more often. As an example, so it could be garden, you know, spending time just appreciating flowers. Uh, For me, one of the things that I love in nature is birds. I love bird, how they look. I love how they fly. I love how they sound. I just really love birds. And it turns out that 2018 is the centennial of the 1918 Migratory Bird Treaty Act. I know, a weird bit of trivia, but this is actually (laughs) a cool thing because this act was enacted to protect migratory birds in the United States, in North America, essentially. And um, it was a very important act because birds were quickly going into extinction because of, you know, selling and killing and so forth. So it's the centennial. As a celebration of the centennial, for example, National Geographic, the magazine, is devoting every single one of their issues to an article on birds. And uh, so I got my issue. I read about this act and this commitment, and I realized, gosh, I really love birds, too. I'm going to commit to spending every, you know, some of my day with birds. So I'm just uh, am going to go out and appreciate birds. I downloaded an app recently that helps me recognize bird calls, and I haven't used the app yet, so my commitment is to, to use the app and to actually get to know birds on a new level. Something as little as that, I think, can be profoundly impactful. Wow, so you're going to become a birder? Well, I mean, hey, I'm, I, I would say I'm a novice birder right now. So I'm okay. a, a novice birder with a capital N. Wow. And, you know, I've got friends who are birders and they're pretty cool people. So you're going to be in good company. I love I love birds as well. Um, yeah, I think nature is huge and looking and spending time in nature. There's no question that it that it impacts uh, our mental health for sure. And, you know, for me, you mentioned flowers. I love flowers, and it's rare, really, really rare uh, when there's not fresh flowers in my home all year long. Um, so I, that's that's just something little that I do for myself. I like to look at them. I like the beauty. Um, they make me feel calm, and they make me smile. And I just bought some today. And, and you know, um, at my local grocery store, I can get them for pretty economical. So it's not like uh, something that's going to break the bank either. And I, I just love flowers. So uh, that's great advice, Lise. 
Well, and I love that you're putting flowers in your home on a regular basis. And on that note, it's time for our final break. When we come back, we are going to stay on this theme. We're going to talk about rejuvenation and spirit in the light of New Year's resolutions. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Attention all cancer survivors, are you ready to thrive? Hello, I'm Dr. Lisa Schuler, And I'm Carolyn Gazella, and we are the creators of the new iThrive Cancer Survivor Online Wellness Plan. iThrive creates an individualized wellness plan specifically based on your health needs. We focus on five key areas to improve your health. Diet, movement, environment, rejuvenation, and spirit. After completing a short survey, an individualized iThrive plan will be created just for you. Your plan will contain recommended, interactive, interesting, and innovative action steps in these five key areas of lifestyle. The iThrive plan will help you to recover from cancer treatment, reduce your risk of recurrence, and to achieve optimal wellness. In other words, it will help you thrive. For more information about the iThrive plan, visit www.ithriveplan.com. That's ithriveplan.com. Check it out today and receive a special time-limited offer. Visit www.ithriveplan.com today. It's time to thrive, everyone. Are you interested in boosting your brain power? So am I. This is Carolyn Gazella, co-host of 5 to Thrive Live, and I'm here to tell you about a supplement that I take. The human brain needs a lot of nutrition to stay focused throughout the day. Citicoline naturally enhances energy-producing centers within the brain. Cognizant delivers a clinically tested, patented form of citicoline that supplies your brain with the energy it needs to stay sharp. Look for Cognizant on the label, or for more information, visit Cognizant.com. That's Cognizant.com. Live. This is Dr. Lisa Schuler, and I'm here with my good friend and business partner, Carolyn Gazella. We're talking about New Year's resolutions, and we're going through the five components of our iThrive plan and uh, just sort of talking about some things and that we can do and strategies to improve. So far, we've talked about diet, we've talked about movement, and we've talked about environment. So the next section of the iThrive plan is rejuvenation, and this is really all about stress management and resilience, and so important because, gosh, once we get stressed, everything else unravels, and I think particularly as we start a new year and we kind of come off a vacation, stress can emerge its ugly head pretty quickly, so this is timely as well. So, Carolyn, what's a good rejuvenation goal that our listeners may want to consider? You know, I like this uh, this topic. Um, you know, stress can stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> but what keeps me going is when when you and I talk about rejuvenation in the I Thrive Plan, I I am reminded of all of the things that we can do 
to help us manage our stress. You know, a lot of times I can't control the stress that I'm under. You know, it is what it is. And I have this amount of stress and that's all there is to it. But I can control how I manage that stress, how I react to that stress, my view of that stress, etc. So um, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about lately is carving out small amounts of time every day for, for personal reflection. Now, um, you know, I, I like to meditate, but this is different than meditating. The, I think of this as just sitting quietly and just thinking. Um, and, and just, you can, you can journal about it, you can just think about it, but, you know, you can reflect on anything. Um, and, and I know that it's, it, if you do it every day, you're thinking, well, gosh, that's a lot of reflection. And, but it doesn't have to be a long amount of time. And when you think about it, you can say, okay, today I'm going to reflect about a particular goal that I have, or I'm going to reflect about my purpose or my values. So you can, you can reflect about big things, or you can reflect about small things, like uh, small issues that you're having, or maybe there's uh, an issue with a, a particular relationship or a person that you want to just pause, reflect, and just kind of let that uh, percolate. And I think that what happens uh, with that, uh, first of all, uh, this time of personal reflection has been shown to help people cope with stress during stressful times. Um, if you are this type of person, a reflector, and that you take time each day to reflect, you're actually going to be able to better manage the stress that you're under. You're actually building up a habit that creates more calm and uh, the routine of this habit will help you be a little bit more at peace with your with your life, even during turbulent, stressful times. So that would be my advice because that is something that I'm going to actually be thinking about this year, carving out small bits of time each day for personal reflection. So that that's one thing that I'm thinking that's on my radar. How about mm-hmm. you, Lise? Yeah, you know, that's a good one. I think that... Um, for me, tr- truly, I, you know, I ha- I'm anticipating quite a busy year um, just with some commitments that I've made. So I think it's gonna, I'm going to be challenged to not get stressed <laughs> as my timelines stack up and so forth. So I think for me, it's really, and I've thought a lot about this, it's, it's going to be about um, prioritizing my attitude around my commitments and not letting myself get too worked up about what I have to do. So that perception piece of stress, you know, for us to get stressed, it starts with us perceiving something as stressful. And then there's the whole reaction that ensues. So I really want to work on that perception piece. And then uh, along with that, I want to continue to focus on balance, which was where I sort of focused on things this prior year, 2017. And I did pretty good and some sometimes not so good in other times so I'm going to stick with that one too and really just keep myself as balanced as possible make sure I give myself some downtime some playtime even though it will probably feel like I don't have time to do that sometimes because that's just so important to the long the marathon as you said earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. It's such a good point about per- our perception and how we view things and how we view our stress, and um, that that's a that's a really really good point. Um, so, Lise, as you know, uh, my favorite construct of the I Thrive Plan is the last one, and that is spirit. And there are so 
many wonderful areas to focus on when it comes to spirit. So spirit for us, just to remind our listeners, spirit for us uh, isn't necessarily, doesn't have a religious connotation. Spirit is all about love and laughter and purpose and service and optimism and etc. Um, so least what aspects of the spirit construct do you feel are important for people to maybe shine a light on at this time of the year? Well, you know, I've been thinking about this too, and I think given a lot of the events of the world, that there's a lot of divisiveness now and mistrust and anger that's been brewing and it's, you know, come to head in many different ways. And I think that going into 2018, I would love for the world... Uh-oh. That's the mailman and my dog. Yeah. <laughs> Nora um, wants to join in. Yeah. So I would love for the uh, the next year to be much more about kindness and respectful communication. And so I want to practice that myself. And I really want to encourage that in others in whatever way I can, mostly by example. So just to choose kindness, which, you know, sounds so simple and it's kind of said so often, it's sort of like, yeah, whatever. But really, if you actually just go through a day and you say, okay, today I'm going to choose kindness, it's amazing how many opportunities present themselves where we don't actually choose kindness, where we could have because it takes a couple extra seconds of effort or it requires us to hold the door a little longer, whatever the case might be. We just don't do it. So, um I'm going to really try to take every opportunity I can to recognize times when I can choose kindness and then to follow through on that. Mm, that's, a, that's a great one. And, I, you know, my thoughts kind of dovetail with that. And it, it definitely relates to what's going on in the world, uh, very specifically what's going on with the president administration. And I have to tell you, on New Year's Eve, uh, I was watching the ball drop in, in New York City because I rarely stay up until midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so. I love that I live on the West Coast because I, I feel know. like I've done New Year's Eve two hours early. It's exactly. Great. It's perfect. So we watched the ball drop and we were sitting around and uh, my friend Linda actually got kind of teary-eyed. And she's like, you know, guys, I really want to talk serious right now because this year I have a New Year's resolution. And we, you know, we were all kind of, you know taken aback and we we paused and she said my new year's resolution is to have an open heart and an open mind because what i have found over this past year is that when somebody is uh supportive of the administration and i bristle or somebody is supportive of a policy and that makes me bristle i i immediately close down i close my heart and i close my mind and I just don't want to do that because, you know, we're all in this together and that doesn't help. Having me close down doesn't help. So I am making a commitment to have an open heart and an open mind. And I have to tell you, it struck me because I have been doing exactly the same thing. I have not had an open mind um, during during all of this. I, I mean, I always feel like I'm an open hearted person, uh, but I, I have not been open-minded and I have not been patient and I have, you know, so, so I think that, um, if I could steal from my good friend, Linda, I would say too, that in this area of spirit, um, 
I would like to, as you say, practice kindness and compassion, but just be open-hearted and open-minded and just, you know, allow, allow people to have their opinions and, and allow us to uh, potentially, you know, be different. And we're, we're still able to be in this together and have a, uh, an adult conversation about things and uh, try to, you know, have a positive change in the world and, and make this world a better place to live. So, so I don't, I mean, that was just really profound for me because I, I, it just made me think about my own shortcomings that uh, were taking place in 2017. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, um, that's a really nice thing that, that your friend and that, you know, did and that you're doing as well. I think it's it's hard actually, and and it's important, you know. And it's it's it, it's hard because we, I think you and many of us care deeply about things, and we, it's hard for us to sometimes let go of our opinion about how things we think things ought to be. And in reality, of course, there are many perspectives and many solutions to the same problem. And mm -hmm. oftentimes, I think people that we think are opposite to what we feel are actually motivated from the same place. They're just approaching it in a different way. So, yeah, developing a greater perspective and tolerance sounds like a really wonderful and important thing to do. Yes, and I think that it does kind of hinge and come back to what you were talking about in terms of kindness and respect and love. You know, we often say, uh, you know, with the spirit construct in the I Thrive plan, uh, when we were writing our book and talking about it, um, I remember distinctly, you were adamant that, you know, we had to talk about spirit first and we had to talk about love first because it all springs from love, love of ourself, love of others, love of our environment, love of our world. And, and I think that's where that open-heartedness comes in. And I think that it's difficult when our our mind shuts down and we're not open-minded and we're not um, treating people with respect, our, our heart shuts down as well. So I, mm -hmm. I think that um, um, it was really a, a lovely way to kind of bring those two together. And I, I think that that's what that spirit construct um, is all about. And I have a question for you, Lise. When it comes to the spirit construct and you're talking to your patients, um, is this an area that they are interested in or is this an area that they're scratching their head saying, gosh, I haven't really thought about that. I haven't really thought about how much I laugh or I haven't really thought about, you know, um, service or purpose or these kinds of things. Yeah, you know, I think that varies quite a bit from person to person. Some people are, especially with the diagnosis of cancer, are immediately, you know, almost in an electrified way, zoned in on their purpose and realigning their lives to their true purpose. And um, others get so swept up in the experience of cancer that they forget to laugh and to find joy and they forget what they're living for. So I think there's there's a real continuum when it comes to spirit and how people kind of grapple with it. Um, but everybody appreciates the reminder to refocus on it because it's a it, it, it has an immediate sense of, yes, that's going to help me feel better and that's important. So I think that that's shared for sure. Yeah, and that's really one of the main reasons why it has quickly become my favorite constructs 
out of the five. And again, uh, as a as a reminder to our listeners, the areas that we focus on, um, we focus on these five key areas because the scientific literature clearly shows that when we focus on these five areas, we have a better chance of reducing our risk of recurrence and, and achieving overall wellness. And those five areas are diet, movement, environment, rejuvenation, and spirit. So that's why uh, we focus on those five, right, Lise? Indeed. And I think that uh, the other thing I would say is that this is all a practice. You know, we are really just, we have an opportunity to choose uh, how to live and how to be and how to think and feel every moment. And we'll choose well some moments and we'll choose poorly other moments. And so we are each a work in progress all the time, which is why there's really no end to um, opportunity for all of us in all of these areas. This is a lifelong project. Right. And I just, you know, before we start to wrap up the show, I just want to let our listeners know, um, you know, social support and um, is, is so absolutely critical. Uh, if you feel like you, you don't have strong social support, uh, we're going to have shows coming up about uh, potential uh, um, support groups and how to join and, and how to get social support. Um, but also, I think what Lise mentioned earlier is a really great reminder be your best cheerleader um, and, and really be gentle with yourself and, and celebrate the, these small steps. You know, on that day when I drink 80 ounces of water out of my ice-cold little chilled thermos, <laughs> I am so tickled with myself. I hurt my arm trying to pat myself on the back, you know. <laughs> so I think celebrate. Uh, celebrate the small moments. And when you have a day where you don't drink as much water or you don't do or you don't, you know, then just be gentle with yourself. That would be my final advice when it comes to resolution. So, Lise, what final advice do you have when it comes well, to I'd success? Yeah, I want to just remind people that we have a great digital tool available. Carolyn and I have taken a lot of the things we've talked about, a lot of the principles that we've talked about tonight, the small uh, baby steps, and we've digitized it into the iThrivePlan.com. So if you just go to iThrivePlan.com, you can sign up, and, and actually it's a great way to uh, motivate new change in a very gentle, very positive, and uh, small step way. So if you're kind of stuck thinking about what you want to do differently this next year, I would say give that a try. Yes, and you can get a free month. Uh, go to iThrivePlan.com. You can check it out for free for a month and then decide if you want to stick with it. Now, Lise, this has once again been a great show with you, and I, I love kicking off the new year uh, with you talking about these things. And now next week I have the night off, and you'll be hosting. So tell us a little bit about your guest next week. Yes, we are having uh, Judith Boyce, who's a naturopathic doctor, on, and she has developed some expertise in the area of sexuality, specifically during and after cancer treatment. So she's going to be talking about sexuality during cancer treatment and afterwards. I think it's a very important topic. It doesn't get talked about enough, and she's going to bring a lot of great insight into this topic. So I hope you can, you can join us next week. Sounds like a great show. Indeed. Well, with that, Happy New Year, everyone. I hope that you all experience joy, laughter, and love. Carolyn, what time is it? It's time to thrive in the new year, everyone. Have a great night. Have a great night.